This is Bespoke, a podcast exploring the making of bespoke objects and experiences, devised and hosted by Adriana Pace-Kent. Hi, I'm Adriana, the founder of Woven Spaces, a creative lab that explores how to build better and shape meaningful places. The unique object or experience has always had a powerful appeal, but the process of bespoke commissioning still remains shrouded in mystery. That's why I started Bespoke, a podcast inspired by the designers and makers who create something unique and the people who commission them. Join me as I meet designers, makers, brokers and their clients, find out how commissioning really works and discover the secrets of this very special relationship. This is Bespoke. Most makers agree that they're only as good as their brief. But what makes a good brief and how do you become a good client? In this new podcast series, I'm going to be digging into these and other questions. I don't think anyone really truly sees themselves with the beauty inside and out that they are. And we can only do our best to help enhance that. And actually, you do see the difference in people. And that's really rewarding. And that literally is what gets me out of bed every day. Today, I'm in the Savile Row studio of pioneering designer Daisy Natchville. And we're joined by one of Daisy's clients, Dr. Catherine Denning, a leading cosmetic doctor. Daisy launched the deck in May 2020, not an easy time to start a new business of any kind, let alone the first shop on Savile Row to offer bespoke tailoring exclusively for women. As they like to say at the deck, maybe a suit can't change the world, but the women who wear them can. I began by asking Daisy what drew her to bespoke tailoring in the first place. I was really lucky that from a very young age I was exposed to a world, a secret world that was kind of predominantly a male-dominated world, um, and that is Savile Row. I was 23 years old when I took a job with um, a very prestigious tailor, male tailor, uh, called Huntsman, and really watched and learned and immersed myself in this kind of I say secret world, it's a globally renowned street, of course, Savile Row, but it is this incredible kind of place which a lot of people don't understand or don't feel that they deserve to be there or don't feel that they can be there. Um, And so immersing myself around these kind of amazing people and craftsmen and artisans and was what first kind of drew me into this world and my first experience of it. Um, And I was very lucky to experience, you know, having a suit made to me from a very, very young age. And it was a feeling that I adored and wanted to put my feet up on the table and kind of boss everyone around and feel like I could rule the world. And I just thought, why can't every woman have this? And it was that really the inspiration behind setting up the deck? Yeah, I mean, as I said, being on the street and being around it and seeing this amazing experience that, that the men were having in their lives and bringing their sons and, you know, wearing their grandfather's stuff. And of course, you know, that, that there were men, men's tailors that made for women, but it was a very small portion of the business. And to be honest, it was just not worth their time in their eyes. Um, and so it was being around that. And then in, in 2016, I had this bonkers idea to be first woman to wear a top hat and tails at Royal Ascot. So I had a beautiful bespoke morning suit and top hat made for me. And I walked into the Royal Enclosure and it was kind of that moment too that really was the catalyst of the reaction. I think I got clapped into the Royal Enclosure and the press kind of went nuts for it. And it was really an attempt to get more women to come to Huntsman. And actually what I realized was people want this and they want it at the right price point and they want it in a way where they're heard and understood by women rather than these kind of 
old heritage tailors. And really from that moment on, it was that light bulb moment where I was like, right, if no one's going to do it, I'm going to try and wish me luck. But here I go. And here we are now. So Fantastic. And, um, you know, you're often referred to as fearless um, <laughs> in the press. That. Is that how you see yourself? And how important is that in how you've approached I think, I mean, that is a, I, I can't, it's a lovely thing to, to, to be bestowed upon me. I'm not sure I deserve it, but I think definitely, even as a child, I grew up with this kind of pushing it. So when you're a child, it's not a nice thing to be told. You're, I was always pushing it as a child, but I think as I got older, I just wanted to test and push the limits and boundaries of what we were told was right or what I thought was right. And so whether it be, you know, wearing the top hand tails at Ascot or launching the first, um, shop front for women on Savile Row. In everything I do, it's trying to push the the boundary and 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 take it as far as it can go in the right way and I think you know traditions are an incredible thing and I certain things I absolutely adore that that are deep rooted in tradition but I think also it's fun to disrupt that and see where we can take it so I try <laughs> not sure I deserve it You're but doing I try it brilliantly <laughs> um so Catherine what inspired you to come and have a bespoke seat made do you know I mean I have always wanted something couture. I mean, I, you know, I've always been into fashion. My mother is the most amazingly beautifully presented woman and she wears fabulous clothes. Um, and ever since I was little, I've always wanted to have something made for me. But I think in my head, it was sort of slightly always out of reach. Um, I set up my business about uh, just under 10 years ago and... I think anybody that started business knows that it takes a lot of hard work and you don't necessarily make a huge amount of money at the beginning. <laughs> so when the time came that I had made a little bit of money, the first thing I wanted to do was have something made for me, whether that was a piece of jewellery or something, I wasn't quite sure. I've been fr friends with Daisy for, for quite a while, but we sort of became closer friends in the last sort of five years. And when Daisy set up the deck, I was thinking, gosh, this girl's onto something here. You know, suits for women, not really seen this done, but I can see that there's a place for it. And I mean, I think I ran into the shop. Didn't I? I was <laughs> yeah. like, right, Daisy, what can you do I'm for in, me? I'm in, I'm here. <laughs> and I have to say, it did not disappoint. <laughs> like, I love my, I've actually now had two suits made, stop. Um, and the whole process has just been the most magical inspiring but also really empowering process and I think as someone that isn't necessarily always comfortable in my own skin whenever I put one of Daisy suits on I am like I feel like I could honestly I could just take over the world and I think but in my job I have to look a certain way I have to look for you know as a, as a cosmetic doctor People expect me to look fairly well put together. Um, that doesn't naturally come to me. Actually, I have to say, I was always that little girl with like grubby fingernails and a short hairstyle so I could fit it under my riding helmet rather than like the long luscious locks like loads of lovely girls had. Um, so actually, it's not in my comfort zone, particularly within my industry. Um, I definitely don't. I, I definitely don't look the same as everybody else in my industry in that sense. And so. It was really nice to have something that felt very much me, but still was very put together and that could take me from sitting in clinic with patients and being taken seriously by people, I guess, because I do look quite young for my age and things as well, um, 
I trained as a surgeon. It's very much a boys' club. You just get used as a woman almost not to be taken seriously when you're in a, a big group of men like that. And so actually to wear one of Daisy's suits, to feel really powerful and then go and stand up on a stage to lecture or at a conference to, you know, talk to patients, to talk to delegates, whatever... Um, and and I can wear it in so many situations. It's just been an absolute That's dream. So nice. It's the best investment I've ever made. And I think I was very surprised at how actually how it wasn't price point completely out of my reach. Um, and I think that's something that I tell so many people because they go, oh my goodness, you must be doing so well. You've had two suits made by the deck. I'm like, I mean, I, thanks. I, I hope I am doing quite well. But actually, you'll be surprised at the affordability in terms of, for me, it's price per wear as yeah. well. Well, I mean, yeah, we're really looking at, at, at creating kind of yeah. installment plans and looking at the cost per wear and actually the, mm. the emotional just you touching on that it is that I, I don't know the word for it but is in the emotional return it gives mm. you like you said and feeling that Easy. confidence and that standing taller and you know feeling more comfortable and, and also every time I wear either one of my suits everyone's there's always someone that comments yeah. always that's always, the nice always. part a lot of our yeah. clients say that yeah it's brilliant and so did you come into the conversation with Daisy knowing what you wanted were you did you have a brief in mind as far as what you wanted the suit to offer and deliver you deliver to I you? I think for my first one, I wanted it to be wearable in lots of different situations, be able to pair it up, pair it down, be able to wear the jacket with jeans, be able to wear the trousers with trainers, as well as be able to wear it as a suit and look really smart. So, um, but I didn't necessarily know what that looked like, if you understand what I said. I didn't really know anything about the cuts, didn't really yeah. know anything about the cloth. And I think you just knew you wanted something classic-ish and that's Definitely. how we usually start, is that base wardrobe, like right, you know, what what colours are you drawn to? Let's look at kind of planes or maybe very subtle patterns. And you ended up going for that little mini puppy tooth yeah. that works because from far away it kind of looks grey. Yes. And then up close it's got this really small hands tooth, puppy tooth in yeah. it. And it was just perfect for It's you. perfect. And also the, the you'll tell, it's a light, is it a light yeah. wool, I think, so isn't it's, it? So <clears throat> it's, a, it's a flannel, but it's a very mm. light flannel. So yeah. it's not often as common. And actually it's brilliant for you because as someone who's running around mm. and all of that, it actually worked because you're not boiling mm. and you're able to wear it year round. Exactly. And, that, yeah. that was the other thing. I wanted to be able to wear it all year round. Yeah. Um, and then my second one was a completely different one. It's amazing. <laughs> it gets so many comments. Everybody always comments on it and it's a, I don't know how you describe the colour a sort of raspberry aubergine mix I guess yeah. um, with. with purple buttons <laughs> like Cadbury purple buttons and the, and a purple lining and it is so wacky but just so wonderful and that I knew I wanted something a bit nuts to be completely honest with you um, and I went for a flare and a high waisted yeah. trouser, trouser and then a longer sort of um I don't know what you'd describe that, the cut of double that. Double-breasted jacket. The yeah, long one, the yeah. long double-breasted. Yeah. Um, and again, I can wear it in so many different ways, which is fantastic, or I can wear it as a as a full suit and people really turn their heads up. <laughs> <laughs> and how was it coming back again, having, you know, with an understanding of the process the second time round? Did it give you confidence to... Hu yeah, hugely, because actually... I've never told Daisy this. I was quite nervous the first time I came. And Daisy's a good friend of mine. I, I was nervous about coming because I didn't really know what to expect. I don't feel that comfortable in my own skin and my body, you know. And it was, and also I hadn't really seen Daisy at work mode. I've only yeah. ever <laughs> been out of drinks or whatever. No, so um, I was a bit nervous. So the second time round, absolutely. But I think there's a lot. I think I think also people don't know what to expect because they've mm. never had this experience. Completely. And so we've really come to understand that, that, you know, 
it's it's all of these there's so many questions and i hope Mm. you yeah that's what we really try but i think it's really important to 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 do that with someone because it's like so much i think that it made it very easy to come back again because you that that first time round, you made it very easy to make decisions. You you took that anxiety away because you sort of took control of the consultation, but gave me the choices I needed to make. So it wasn't overwhelming amounts of information. It wasn't overwhelming amount of colours, amount of fabrics, um, even just the styles, the basic suit styles. You know, you Daisy was very good at going, you know, because I said, well, I'm quite small on top, but I've got quite short, quite uh, broad shoulders and I got quite wide hips she's like oh no so this style is perfect for that kind of body shape and, stuff. and I think that's where Daisy comes into her own because there's no male tailor that would fully understand how I felt at that moment describing yeah. my body image and quite, it's quite yeah, intimate it's actually. definitely a personal thing and yeah. the kind of things we discuss in you know in store about you know mastectomies or IVF or mm. you know um, menopause and these are all things that we need to know we don't need to know but help us understand our client better you know do you sweat loads I mean it's a you know that's not something you really want to discuss with a man that you've never met you know but it, we hopefully create an environment where you feel like yeah actually do you know what I do sweat loads and and I don't you know and I am going through the menopause so my weight changes consistently or I don't like my stomach or whatever it may be and these things are really important for us to know so that we can create something that will bring out the best in you because you're also dealing with what someone wants to look like in their head that may not always be attainable as well and so there's there's a very complex psychology but actually it's a really beautiful thing and trying to get that right is the the best challenge my team love it and and actually seeing the result and seeing the tears or the joy or the feeling their best self and standing taller that's what makes it worth it amazing so when you were creating the deck how did you think about shaping that that experience for your clients well I think I I went on what I knew and I knew that I knew that I found it intimidating Savile Row and I knew that it felt quite dark and quite old school and I knew that I wanted part of that and we, we say the deck is classical elegance meets modern femininity and I think there's a part of it where this like you know tradition and as I talked about is really important and that service and that that premium service and that kind of old school beautiful experience but I wanted to blow some of the dust off that and kind of freshen that up and that's where the modern femininity came in so a really light bright atelier filled with beautiful like ochre did our whole interiors really lovely modern furniture that wasn't too one way or the other it was just very classical but beautiful and soft and you know, nice music playing and beautiful smelling candles, all setting the scene to reduce these anxieties that people do feel coming in. And 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 I know because when, when people first walk in, the first thing a lot of people do is apologize. You know, I'm sorry, my boobs are quite big and my arms are wide and my hips are, uh, are wider than my, my waist. And it's like, you know, th- there's this natural feeling that the ready to industry has stipulated of like, your body is wrong. And so you're starting from that point. So it's, you know, I really wanted to kind of immediately disarm any anxiety or stress and be like, okay, you know, do you want some champagne? Do you want a glass of wine, a a glass of water, a tea? Let's sit down. And the first thing I always say is, do you know what you want? And if the answer is no, that's fantastic because that is how everyone starts. And so you'll get some women that come in and I know this, 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 I want this. And, And that's kind of actually much more rare. And a lot of people don't know. And so we spend that hour and a half you know, figuring out who they are. What what do you wear in your wardrobe? What do you like? What don't you? What colours are you drawn to? What washes you out? Um, I'm actually to improve the experience. One of our employees is about to take a course on colour. 
that's actually thanks to you, I think, you were talking about colour a lot. Um, But we have quite a few people who bring in colour charts because they've seen someone and um, we just want to be able to add things. So it's saying what works with that, what doesn't. And I think a lot of people feel afraid to ask how... Um, they might be able to to make that suit go even further. And so we're really talking about that at the moment. So obviously we have the initial consultation where you're understanding why you have come to have a bespoke suit made. And then, um, Catherine, can you talk me through your experience of the rest of the process? So you've understood the shape and Daisy's helped you to to get the best understanding of what will work for your your body shape and then what happens next so yeah so so understanding the shape obviously and then because daisy has sort of you've got quite a few different cuts and different lengths mm. and and things so so you then get one of the I don't know what you call them is it a dummy suit the or what do you garments, like exactly. the fit garments, so you kind of right. see it in black so you can see it you yeah, know so plain you, ahead and understand exactly everything. so you try on a, 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 yeah. a fit garment yeah. there we go it's good good lingo <laughs> um and obviously Daisy's very good at sort of preparing it this won't fit you this isn't meant to fit you but it is just meant to give you an idea of what it will roughly look like um and that's that was a really important part for me because I think actually initially I was going to go for flared yeah trousers and, and then actually I tried on the flares and I loved them but I thought actually how they that for for some elements of my work I'd quite like to be slightly less fashiony it's like not that flares are fashiony but um I wanted some more like a cigarette style yeah. trouser because I thought it would look good with a heel but it also then it wouldn't drag on the floor if I wore a flat shoe as well so actually that was a really useful thing to do because I I almost had my head set on a flare and then actually, the when I tried, visualization helps a lot. Definitely helps to visualize. And then once you've sort of done that, and then you know chalk and pin it in and things like that. And at that point, you're sort of thinking, okay, I can sort of can kind of see myself in this now. And that was important before choosing any fabrics, I think, because I think that definitely helps you. Yeah, we definitely you do that first so that you have that blank canvas idea of okay, yeah. this garment isn't being altered to you. We're creating a brand new pattern and garment and yeah. everything for you. But this helps you visualize how it's going to look, yeah. and we can go over styling details and then when you have that kind of blank canvas shell in your mind then you can apply the cloth yes to it. and I'm quite a visual person so yeah. that was really helpful for me and then Daisy sat me down with sort of a couple of books of um different cloths having had the conversation about the usability of the suit and how I wanted to wear it and things like that so you sort of already narrowed down hadn't you to a yeah. few swatch books yeah. um and you know, I.e. The... <laughs> <That's> correct. <Okay. laughs> um, I got something right. Uh, so yeah, so then we just we sat and, and chose fabrics, and and you very much helped me um, choose. So it was obviously the suit fabric, but also the lining. So um, and and you went through different price points at that point because yeah. obviously some. Um, you know, some fabrics are slightly more expensive, some linings are slightly more expensive. Um, so it was just good to have an idea. And you are I think you're very good at doing that, just not upfront. Because yeah. again, the anxiety around the cost potentially could, yeah. is what people might worry about. And, and actually, that's you're very actually good something about I took away. You were talking about that experience, <laughs> but I know there's nothing worse than when you kind of do something and you feel too afraid to ask mm. price. So I, we are very transparent from the very beginning around the price. So, you know, and I'll always, I mean, it's probably a very bad sales technique but if I know that there's a cloth in band one which is slightly cheaper than band two and they're seeing it in band two I will always try and find it in band one because I think there's also a trust thing that you want to build here and you don't want to feel like 
you know, that they're just trying to, you, I'm just trying to make a quick buck, you know, it's really caring. And so being, saying, you know, this is fantastic and this is fantastic and they're two different price points, but this is okay for this reason and this is great for this reason. And then letting them decide. But sometimes often I will, I will go with what's best, not what costs more, but always making them aware of, if you add this, it will be an extra 50 pounds or you can do this and it's free. And so making sure that there's never a moment where someone ends up agreeing to something that they then don't know the price of, because yeah. that, is for me super anxiety mm. inducing, and I, I think that I think a lot of people feel yeah. that that is part of the process, and everyone yeah. feels slightly intimidated by yeah, that. But exactly. as you say, it's about providing the the information so that people can make a really informed decision that they can then stand behind exactly. very comfortably, exactly. rather than wavering. Oh, I, in the moment, I thought it was a good thing. Exactly, and, and also social. we have a cool off period because for a lot of people, you know, you get slightly carried away, or maybe you don't, and you feel a bit intimidated, and you walk away and think, oh damn. I wish I added silk facings or, oh my God, maybe I don't need the velvet buttons, you know. And we understand again, you know, you're in there and it's it's a lot of lot of different moving parts. And actually for some people, it just takes another 24 hours for them to be like, okay, yes, this is it. But what we've really found and, and I understand is that looking at a swatch is hard to then visualize what it looks like on you. I completely get that. So we're actually working on some really exciting stuff, which is going to help aid visualization both in the mirror, which is really cool, and on an iPad. So you can actually start to see exactly if I had four buttons versus three. And if, you know, and and I can't say too much more about the other stuff, but really just f stuff to further make it easier because to decide on something that we're going to make you wear for the, not make you, we want you to wear for the rest of your mm -hmm. life. You know, we do free repairs for life. We have enough inlays so it can go out and in for the rest of your life. It's hard to make that off a little square of cloth. You know, I understand that. So we rely heavily on pictures at the moment and our opinions. and But to have something that visually you can see mm -hmm. almost what it's like before it's done is going to be really cool. I might have to have another suit made then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. No, I think it's so important because um, I have experience prior to, I have to confess to my listeners that I have one of Daisy's incredible suits. <laughs> um, but I had a bespoke suit made before and it was a really disappointing experience. Yeah, I remember And I ended up with that. fabric I didn't like. Um, I was pushed into it and it was very, very expensive fabric that I ended up being pushed towards. And the cut of the suit wasn't for me. None of it was happy. I was not happy with any of it. And yet I felt I had no agency in the process to be able to put my it's hand really up and say, I, I'm say not that. comfortable with this. This yeah. is not how I want my, I don't want my yeah. body shape like this. And so it was such a revelation for me to come and work with Daisy to have, you know, the counterpoint to that experience, which was so generous in the information you shared and the opportunity to really build a relationship, not only with what you were creating, but with the process. And I think that's a really unique. For me, experience. seeing that actually both of you, we, we in, in this campaign that we've just done, highlighting kind of our most amazing women of which two of these women feature um seeing both of you in the moment very emotional for me because seeing this was a campaign where we asked people to be totally themselves in their own suit and both of these ladies i mean just looked unbelievable and actually to see you know after the experience you said that you'd had before and seeing you looking so kick-ass and beautiful and confident in the picture was such an emotional moment for me it was lovely well, it is it for me it transformed my understanding of the potential of commissioning yeah. um clothing 
because I think it is really intimidating as a woman. We have all these messages. We're being told we have to fit into a certain kind of box. And then when you don't, so you immediately start to doubt who you are and your identity and all these things. And I think what's so wonderful about what you're offering is a very empowering experience. Um, And it's not just the final outcome which is incredible and stays with you forever but it's also the process um because the question i was going to ask was about managing expectations so i think so you've committed the fabric yeah you have an understanding of it but then tell me about the next stage of the process so so then yes so so then actually it doesn't didn't take a huge amount of time between that first fitting and then the base fitting did it i mean you're very Um, kind the the process takes quite long but it seems to go quite no yeah i don't feel like it did take that long i was sort of yeah i quite frank i thought it was gonna be long than that but but and then so you then come in and and again I think managing expectations again is something that Daisy does really well because and Michaela does really well Mm. um because that is another sort of um sort of pinch point of anxiety Mm. I guess because you're going oh my goodness I'm not going to eat as much for yeah. my breakfast this morning just in case I'm too fat for uh, my suit or whatever. And it's silly, isn't it? Yeah. But, but it is just the way, you know, your brain works. And you go in and actually, Daisy did, said to me, I know that... Um, the measurements that that we've from the measurements that we've done, they've made it on the on the smaller side of the measurement. So I just want to say that before you even put it on, it will feel too tight for you. I know that already. And I think actually, do you know what? That's really nice to know. She's like, we're going to have to take it out. We're going to have to adjust it. This is just something that you know happens often. It's made a tiny bit too big. Or sometimes it's made a tiny bit too small. You know, and then the, that's where the adjustments. Yeah, because pr- at this point it's half made, so it's called a based fitting. Yeah. So having things tight or loose is totally normal, and yeah. and and that's when you really start to carve the suit out because it's the first time that you see it mm-hmm. in your cloth. So if you're, for instance, in a velvet or in your flannel, whatever it may be, um, and it's reshaping, reforming, asking more questions. Is it tight under the armhole? You know, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the length? Is the sleeve okay? Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things, making sure functionally it feels really nice. But it's a strange bit, isn't it? Because it's got no lapels on. It's got, <laughs> it's got no pockets, no <laughs> buttons. And you're kind of standing there in this kind of canvas, strange slightly in your cloth look but it's it's we totally recognize I think a lot of people particularly over the pandemic that was tough because a lot of women had had suits made with us we dove into a global pandemic and suddenly we were seeing people two years later now I want to find one person who has stayed the same size in those two years let alone as a woman because we have boobs and we have bums and we have expectations of what we want to look like it's managing those from the start and really gauging from someone who they want to be and what they want and being really realistic about what we're able to do. And if there's something that I feel I can't do, I will always, always say from that moment. That builds trust. And yeah. you say this whole thing yeah, is built absolutely. on trust. And, and it's hard when myself and my head tailor and the rest of my team, you know, see someone who is so critical on themselves. And by the way, I am the biggest culprit of this myself, but it's so much easier when you're looking at someone else. And you see how pain they are to almost look at themselves and stand in front of a mirror. And I think, oh my God, if only you could see what I see, you know, only. And that you just have to accept that sometimes people won't see themselves the way they are. Mm. And that is hard because it's sad, Mm. but every single one of us have that. And I don't think anyone really truly sees themselves with the beauty inside and out that they are. And and that's okay, but we can only do our best to help enhance that. And actually you do see the difference in people and that's really rewarding. And that literally is what gets me out of bed every day. 
So, Catherine, what's your next suit? Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Can we go and choose some fabrics right now? <laughs> yeah. I've got lots of new cloth. Oh, gosh, don't tell me that. Um, I mean, I'd actually really like a, a skirt suit, so... Yes, I, thank you for saying that, because yes. a lot of people don't know we do dresses and skirts. Yes, yeah. And, oh, well, and there you lots go. of other exciting things. I think a big part of it also is, for me anyway, is the sustainability element, because... I'm trying, and I think a lot of people are trying, it's hard to shop sustainably in terms of fashion stuff. And actually, I sort of slightly set myself a target of, okay, this is my budget for clothing. Actually, what do I want? I want stuff that's going to last me for a long time, um, that I can wear in lots of different ways, and that is you know, economical, because I'll wear it a huge amount over the the course of hopefully the rest of my life, Um, but that is sustainable, that is using artisans, that is, you know also supporting Daisy's business. There's so many elements of it that I think is so brilliant. And I think, yeah, to, to kind of the sustainability elements of what you do, I don't think it's spoken about enough, but it's one of the things that I'm It's funny because we actually, right. I'm trying to do more because for me, it's just like, well, that's that's kind of how it should be. And that's, isn't it really yes. obvious? But actually, do you know what? It's not. And, and a lot of people have said, God, you really should tell people more about what you do. But, you know, for us, we tick so many boxes in terms of working, you know, only with natural fibres that are milled here in, you know, the UK. It's really, we've got 10% Italian, 90% English cloth. We work with artisans and craftsmen and keep traditions and cultures and techniques alive. You know, we only make what's ordered. We have enough inlays so you can go out and in for the rest of your life. We do free repairs for life. It's a female-founded business. It's, you know, there's so many amazing... Mm things that we do that you know make it good for the planet and is you know it's conscious consumerism and it means you buy far less Mm. and you get way more and then we help you kind of maximize that with what you can buy around it's good for everyone absolutely and I think there's so much there's a lot of interest in provenance and really I think what's so wonderful about this is that as a as a client you're also shaping the product, yeah, exactly. which is a really wonderful. You're the designer. You're the designer, and if you want to buy velvet in the in the height of summer or linen in the depths of winter, you can do that. You don't have to rely on trend or season to have. The only limitation is your imagination. Basically, there are no limits. It's if you want a yellow velvet suit with a rose embroidered on the back and turquoise velvet and buttons. I mean, you can have it. it, it you can do whatever you want. <laughs> And I love that. And you become the designer, it's exactly as you say. It's it's an empowering thing in itself. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your experience with us and hopefully inspiring more people to come and invest in a beautiful suit. Thank you for having so, us. It's wonderful. Such a pleasure. This is Bespoke. So look out for the next episode of Bespoke. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe to the show and connect with us through our website, wavenvoices.co.uk and Instagram at Bespoke. We'd love to hear from you. So for now, it's goodbye from me, Adriana Pace-Kent. And as ever, a massive thank you to all my guests. Bespoke is a Woven Voices production. Find out more at wovenvoices.co.uk. Brought to you by Woven Spaces, shaping meaningful places online and on site. Audio production by The Boy in the Corner. <laughs>